Sorry, this is already starting off terribly. <laughs> it's actually, I, I'm normally the naysayer at the beginning. I think it's off to a great start. Okay. I'm Mitra Jahari. And I'm this Joel is, Kim Booster. I've never gone first. Jesus, I know. Take the wheel that's, moment. that's how crazy the, 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 the fucking. <sighs> but that's how, that's a, that's, that's connection. That's camaraderie. That's friendship. You when you just know, you know what? I'm taking the wheel today. This is this is a <laughs> meet your take the epic, wheel. Awesome sauce, urgent care podcast. It is an advice podcast. Um, we will do our best to answer your questions for advice. But guess what? It's probably going to be really bad advice, and we don't all like I. What's funny though is like normally I really am doing my best. So when we when people will like write reviews that are like worst fucking advice ever, I'm like <laughs> for I would sure. say the reviews are largely positive about the advice that we give though. I know uh, it's it's just funny to tr- see though. Like, See, I have the opposite experience where I read the reviews and they're like, the, the the advice is actually really earnest. And I'm like, gross. We're trying to be funny, you know? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. We'll never be, we'll never be happy about the reviews, the <laughs> iTunes reviews. Which, thank you to everyone who's left a review. We're at 1,000. And I think it's time to get us up to 1,500 because lesser wow. podcasts than us That's have true. over 1,500 And we reviews. are say it with me, award-winning. So. Award-winning now. <laughs> We're award-winning now. So we deserve, we demand and deserve 1,500 reviews on iTunes. And please make them five stars. Please don't. Don't even subtract the one star, no matter how you're <laughs> feeling, because it it needs to be five stars. That's true. Joel, wait. Okay. How are you? Um, I'm... I'm doing poorly today, and it's for the dumbest fucking reason, is today my phone for no reason stopped working that is so annoying though and i had to just go and it is the most it's it sucks it sucks how much it derailed my entire day and my life to not have a phone today and it really puts like uh, it just makes me feel bad because i'm like i should be able to survive in a pandemic when i'm near my computer and all my other my, my devices my family and yet the phone going haywire really threw me through a loop. And I just but, realized I'm looking at my, my door to this room. It's wide open. I have to close it. <laughs> so, everybody, um, I'm sort of just killing time while Joel gets up to close the door. Um, and <laughs> He's back. <laughs> and I'm back. Um, but, yeah, it's just it was a shitty it was a shitty day, but I'm doing OK. Otherwise, I am, you know, it. The the woman at the T-Mobile store asked me how, like, was like, are you okay? And I said, it could be worse. And she looked me dead in the eyes and she said, yeah, it could. Okay. <laughs> I was like, honestly, she's right. you need that. Sometimes she's you right. need that. <laughs> she, really, she really put it in perspective for me because she's like, you are someone who's actually going to have an, a new phone in a second. So chill out. That. Um, we, we we salute you, person. And, and I'm mad now because I had I was going to come in hot with like a bunch of hot topics, millions mm. of hot topics. Wow! And now the the top of the episode is all about me losing a phone. That's okay. Some some weeks it just has to be like that. I guess. I guess it just feels <laughs> shitty. How are you, Mitra? I'm okay. Um, I went on a really nice hike yesterday. It was really Oh my god. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. I mean, by the time this comes out, it will be fully February. (laughs) Weeks after your official birthday. But how was your birthday? I had a good birthday. Um, I was telling Chelsea and Ryan, Wit and I got seafood um, for my birthday. And I'd been like really wanting it we got like raw stuff and we went to this place called fishwives in pasadena and picked it up and it like traveled fine and it was so fucking good and i just like like i'm just not much of a like food person i all all meals are kind of fine to me but this it was just like such (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I, I actually don't believe that at all. <laughs> but I, it was so good. Like I, it was just such a noteworthy quarantine meal. It was so nice. Um, and I went on a great hike and it was, that was my c- combo perfect day. You're only going to, this is, this is going to be your only birthday in lockdown, correct? You Last year it was not a lockdown birthday. Last year was not a lockdown birthday. Yeah. Um, so, I think I'm going to be in that camp too, where I'm lucky. Uh, in yeah. only, only having to celebrate one birthday in lockdown, which I'm feeling I think so. pretty smug about, actually. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feeling pretty smug about it. Yeah. Um, um that's pretty much it. I haven't I've like not really been doing much. I'm doing um I do wanna I do wanna since we talk about pottery so much, mm-hmm. I do wanna plug to the listeners that Pot LA has a GoFundMe that you can <gasps> donate to. It is my studio. They're trying to raise money to stay open. It is a POC owned and operated studio that is incredible and inclusive and does all these scholarships and work study and just makes it so accessible and affordable and like sliding scale, all that good stuff. They're doing a GoFundMe um to try to stay open. Um and they have like fully been working themselves to the bone during the pandemic to try and do so without asking for help. And now they are. So I'm just wanted to plug that. Oh God. Every single gay bar in LA right now has a GoFundMe because of the same reason. Everything is close. It just is so devastating. And it's like, what's going to be left? It's just going to be Chipotle's and T-Mobile stores. I know it feels weird even plugging a GoFundMe because I'm like, there are so many and it's all these amazing places, but I'm just like, this place is the place that I love the most. Yeah. <laughs> and you do have to make those decisions. Like I, it's like I can't give, I can't rescue every gay bar. I had to. Ch- it's <laughs> I just can't. It's true. I, I've, I have. I'm ashamed to admit I've only donated to one gay bar. <laughs> but it, I didn't actually know that there were other ones struggling. They have not, the GoFundMe's have not come across my Instagram feed yet. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a tough, it's a tough thing. It, it feels good to not be helped, you know, by our government. It feels, feels good to be really abandoned. Good. It feels really good. Um, but the, the GoFundMe link is in my Instagram Go and check it if you out. want to donate um oh but i do have to say one thing to our beloved listeners um that joel and i were discussing a few days ago which is that um please stop emailing or doing anything talking about joel being mean to me i think it's really condescending and patronizing and joel is one of my good friends and it's really <laughs> really weird um to be getting those emails because i think maybe I'm just not showing you guys how much of a bitch I am on the podcast and that's okay. It's a vibe. It's a dynamic, but, um, I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. And please just know that I, I have nothing but love in my heart for Mitra. And so when I call her a stinky little princess, it just is, it's, it's all in good fun. It's what I think is funny. And if any, if any, I, I just could be mean like if i wanted to it's weird because i don't actually feel like i'm even jokingly that mean to you on the podcast which is so weird when i get those emails when it's like must protect mitra from joel i just think it's sort of infantilizing and i i understand that it's like coming from a good place but i would like for it to stop (laughs) 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 so uh that's the only time we'll talk about that Uh, (laughs) um yeah and actually please stop defending me too crickets crickets Yeah, yeah, and then all the all the quote people defending. <laughs> um, yeah, if those people could stop coming out of the woodwork by the thousands too, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> and see, this is an example of Mitra being cruel, and hopefully, I get some emails now protecting me. Um, but I'm a man, so I guess they don't feel like they need to. That's that's why there's no emails protecting me. It's because I'm a man and misogyny. You know what? I'm physically strong <laughs> as well. <laughs> I, I'm sharp mentally and I'm physically strong. One time Mitra I kicked a soccer doing... ball. One time I kicked a soccer ball so hard at a goalpost, it bounced back, hit me in the face. I was blind for two weeks. <laughs> oh my that God. is strength. <laughs> it's so crazy. Soccer ball, kicking balls is so dangerous. I remember I was in, have you ever been to Dolores? Park in San Francisco. No, it's the one. It's it's the it's a famous park, and it it like sort of slopes downward. And I remember the hottest guys imaginable um, lost their soccer ball, and were like, "Hey, can you kick the soccer ball back at us?" And I kicked it, and it went directly up 
in the air and then hit me on the head. Yes. Um, That's really hard to do. It's really you- <laughs> hard. And it was... That, the, it's, but- it like, ranks as one of the most humiliating things that's ever happened to me. I mean, that's horrible. Like <laughs> that, but even as some, I've been playing soccer forever, and if someone's ever like, just kick it over, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Put myself at risk like that? I don't Fuck, think so. No, honey. like <laughs> because you know that's going to be the one day that I can't do it, and then, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So in in summation, we're both extremely athletic and. <laughs> have the thickest of skins that's um, not true though <laughs> well, actually yeah please um really don't don't be mean to us ever no but we're not we we're not mean being to each mean other to, we but and like we're not even being mean to each other but we can be mean to each other but if you are mean to me it will ruin my week <laughs> <laughs> so i hope the rules are clear the rules of this podcast i hope they're clear to you people <laughs> um, um and we will not repeat them nope <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Um, should we, we should. Updates? We have so many updates, and they're long ones, so we should get to them. Um, this first update is from Two Girls One Cut, um, which was, of course, our caller who had a couple friend who uh, they would not stop pr- propositioning them jokingly. For well, the a guy season. mainly. The guy mainly. Yes. So let's listen to the update from Two Girls One Cut. My my best name. Really true. <laughs> hey, it is two girls, one cut again. Uh, a little quicker this time. Um, so I am so grateful for y'all's advice. Um, I was actually on a Zoom call this weekend with uh, the two people, the fiancés, and the girl in the relationship texted me and was like, you look so sexy. And I was like, oh, did you mean to send this to your fiancé? And she was like, No. And it made me super uncomfortable, and I just kind of like, so I'm like, haha, lol, do you like my cardigan? Like, very casually. And then I talked to my boyfriend about it, and he was like, that's super weird. Like, that's not okay. Like, do you want me to go talk to him? Because I will, like, end this relationship and, like, this friendship. This is ridiculous. And I was like, no, like, we talked, we drafted up kind of a text together. And um, I basically text, put them both in a group text and was like, hey, like, I know you guys joke about this a lot, but I just want you to be aware, like, A, like, I am never going to be have a threesome with y'all, um, and I'm not interested in that. And, B, it makes me super uncomfortable when you make these jokes. Um, and I'd really appreciate it if you stopped. Um, and the guy responded and was like, we're so sorry. Like, it was all in jest. I didn't know that, like, this, you know, you felt this way, which, like, if it was actually all in jest is still to be determined. But either way, I would have never sent that text if I hadn't, like, listened over and over again to your advice. Um, y'all are the best. Um, I'll let you know if anything else happens, but you're amazing. Another satisfied customer. So awesome. Good for you. Good for you for standing up for yourself. That had to be really hard. I've never done anything even approaching that. I would rather end, I would rather fake my own death (laughs) than confront someone. Yes, to be clear, like, we would never do any of the things that we are saying for you guys to (laughs) do. It's amazing that you did that. That is awesome. That I, I, obviously was kidding before i have had to say things like this before and it um feels so bad so congratulations on doing something really hard that will hopefully um allow you guys to remain friends or at least make you feel good about uh the way that you've handled this harassment so great work yeah and it seems like the girlfriend the the female fiance got in on it this time too what a couple of creeps a couple of creeps I guess you can't fault them for shooting their shot. Um, I guess. Or you can, which we, we yeah, should. Yeah, I mean, she did. She did, in fact. She did, in fact. Um, okay. This is an email, and this is from a long-ago caller. This is from pre-pandemic. This is, like, in the studio. I remember where I was. And this email, I will warn you, is a bit of a penthouse letter. So, Mitra, I think you should read it. Oh, what a what a privilege. <laughs> Hey, Mitra and Joel, this is an update from former caller Sean Cody. Oh, did we did we say? Who well, he kind of goes into okay, it. Okay. So, yeah. yes, it was so long ago that I called. So, oh, thank you. Just a reminder that my call was uh, thinking I was straight, but wanting to experiment with men. 
Basically, I did it. I sucked a dick. It was like the perfect scenario. I was at a small party and I got talk. I was talking to this 10 out of 10, did a little bit of ketamine with him <laughs> and told him I'd never got with a guy before but wanted to try it. We went to the bathroom and I'll spare you the details. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single one. Not a single one. <laughs> but it was pretty good. Kind of scary and different, obviously, to being with a girl, but it was really hot and I'll probably do it again. think I'm definitely still more into women, but it was so fun to try something new. I know this probably isn't the most interesting stories so it won't be read on the pod guess again king but you guys are the first ones i told about this and i thought of you straight away after it <laughs> happened lol so thanks for listening to my call validating what i was feeling and giving me the confidence to do it it gives me pr- great pleasure to now ask you to both sit on my face yours truly another by listener <laughs> we <Cody. did> it. <laughs> i love i love that we were the first people you oh. thought of after sucking your first dick that is such an honor. It's an honor. It's a privilege. To me, this actually, this is my golden crane. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I have been the other guy in the equation. this equation at least three times in my life. At a party, doing ketamine, and a guy is like, I just, I want to try it. And I have been that hobby horse that has helped and assisted. And I, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful position to be in. And it sounds great. Ket- yeah. Just a, a a nice little Sherpa, little gay Sherpa. <laughs> yeah, that you lead you, you into the bathroom. <laughs> That's beauty. Truly wonderful. It's beauty. Do um, you have one more email? So this yeah, this one is a longer one. And I will say this is about um this is a this is a second opinion for Signa Her, which was um, our listener who was wondering if she should put her pronouns in her email signature, even though um, she experienced less misogyny because she had a gender neutral name and she didn't she wasn't sure if she wanted to ruin that. We got a lot of responses um, about this this call in particular, and I will say or this email, and I will say um, some of them echoed what we what we said. I think m- mostly I said, which is get over it and put your your pronouns in the email signature. So we didn't include those because it was just sort of a rehash. But there was a lot of, I should say, non-binary people who wrote in and and said, Which Please. we are so grateful for. Yes, so, we're so like, grateful. Such great, thoughtful feedback. Like, And we wish we could share them all, but we can't. And we wanted to share this one in particular because it is, it, it is a different perspective than I think either of us presented on the pod. And yes. it's important to but read. Do, but we, do you want to emphasize many of the people responding did say, just put the signatures in. Yes. Like, it, it's about, we don't want to erase their experience. Yes. Um, but here's this email. And we loved this email. We thought it was so thoughtful. And it is a great second opinion. So here it goes. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I'm writing as a second opinion to email her from the 114 episode. I'm trans and non-binary and use they, them pronouns. On one hand, I think that pronouns and email signatures are a good way for non-trans people to normalize sharing your pronouns. But on the other hand, I've been misgendered on multiple occasions by people who put their own pronouns in their email signature, so I know from experience that looking for pronouns in bio is not a foolproof way to spot a supportive ally. In my personal opinion, I don't think that email signature experiencing more misogyny is helpful to the trans community. So if leaving her pronouns out of her email signature makes her feel less exposed to misogyny, then she should be able to leave them out. However, my guess is that if cis women are mistreated in her organization, trans and non-binary people, especially those at the intersection of other marginalized identities, are probably experiencing it twofold. Having anxiety about whether to put pronouns in your email signature may be missing the forest for the trees in this case. My guess is that the misogyny she has experienced is a symptom of a cis-heteropatriarchal environment in her field, and her efforts may be better spent on finding other tools she can use to help support trans people in her organization. There are a ton of organizational policies that she can look into changing in her organization that may be more substantially helpful to trans people. For example, does her organization work with health insurance that covers transition-related care? Does her organization stress code enforce the gender binary? Does her organization have a gender-neutral bathroom option? Does the organization have a mandatory seminar on trans inclusion? Or on a more personal level, level, since she is in academia, she can look into specific ways to support trans students and foster inclusivity in her classrooms. There are a ton of resources online on that topic that can help her find other ways to make sure that students are supported. As another solution, she could also have two different email signatures and use one without her pronouns for when she's emailing with her peers and another with her pronouns for emailing with students. That way she can use the one with pronouns to show LGBTQIA plus students that she is support, uh, she is a supportive resource. Thank you to both of you for making my days a bit happier. 
Micah, they, them. Thank you so much, Micah. Um, this was such a thoughtful, thorough um, email with lots of options that Mitra and I just simply did not address uh, or inclu- and couldn't address and <laughs> yeah, way I mean, beyond our depth. I certainly have a lot. I also just like had a lot to think about reading that email, too. So I'm just like really grateful that this person took the time to write it um, and everybody yeah. else who weighed in. Like I, I, pers- I really enjoyed reading those emails. And yeah. Because sometimes, um, I don't know if you know this about us, but we answer questions that we are in no way qualified to answer, which is, <laughs> you know, the sort whole point of the podcast. Sort of the basis, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's nice to hear from people who absolutely do have um, expertise in <laughs> yes. the area. So we appreciate those those calls and emails, um, especially if you have a second opinion um, for any of our callers or would like to update us. We'd love to hear your updates on on how your situations went. Please call us at 323 323- Three three four zero three seven one, or you can email us at urgentcarepod at gmail dot com. Um, we should take a break. Okay. Wow. Please. Rude. I was, I was we, on a fucking roll just then. <laughs> yeah, you were on a tear. A tear, as they say. A little anal fissure. Um, and on that note, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we'll dive into your calls and emails, babe. And we're back. Yeah. Wow. You guessed it. Mitra and Joel, ready to respond to slay! To slay! Yeah. <laughs> ready to slay. Um, took the words right out of my soul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We're starting off with an email. So, wow. Mitra, I believe it is your turn. And it we is. Are all, we are all about fairness here. So, please read it. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. Love you both equally and fiercely. I'm a 30-year-old woman and longtime listener of the pod reaching out to you for some relationship advice. I've been with my boyfriend for the past three years. He's so loving, fun, and really shows up for me. Okay. Hot. (laughs) The issue is that he smokes weed all day, every day. He's for sure a functional stoner, goes to work and all that, but I feel like his constant use kills his motivation in approaching long-term goals. For example, he's expressed that he wants to pay off the thousands of dollars in credit card debt he has, yet spends upwards of $100 on weed every week. When we met, he was only 23, and I figured he'd naturally grow out of his stoner phase, but now I wonder if that's ever going to happen. I love him dearly and can see us building a life together, but the constant smoking is starting to raise some concerns. How can I bring this up to him in a way that doesn't feel naggy slash make him feel defensive? Is it even my place to weigh in on it? Thank you so much for what you do. Can't wait to see what nasty little name you gave me. Okay, bye. Um, okay. Once again, I forgot that we named people on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is the first thing that leaves my brain when we when we hit stop record. <laughs> Every single week. Um, I, have, I have a place to start. Oh. Um, Dame Nagy Smith. Oh, sign seal delivered. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Start Dame money. Uh, press, uh, press send. Uh, hit print. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mitra, what do you think about this? Does Wit smoke a lot of weed? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither, neither of us really do. Um, I would say I do a little bit more, but like neither of us do it really at all. How often do you smoke? I um I keep it mostly contained to the weekends, but pretty heavily on the weekends I will go, especially during the pandemic. There is not an hour that goes by on a Saturday that I want to be sober for, so I'm usually pretty stoned. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's fair. I'm alone and it makes being alone slightly more interesting. Um here's what I'll say about this is um he, it, it, you worry that it could kill his motivation in approaching long-term goals. I would. I wonder if you have a, more examples of that, concrete examples of that, than the money he's spending on weed. Like, I do wonder if, like, because I know so many functional stoners like this who are uber successful and get shit done and are still pursuing their dreams and just happen to be able to smoke weed every day. That's not me. But that is a lot of people that I know. And so I wonder if you're worried about this for concrete reasons that you can point to or if it is just a hunch because society tells us that people who smoke weed every day are lazy. I think there's probably like other things going on in the boyfriend's life that are set like it. it I don't think it's I think it's like looking f- maybe this person is not achieving certain long term goals that they have or moving towards them. But I, I doubt it's just because they're high all the time. Like it's probably a, like other things than just being high or I don't know. It's hard to 
it's hard to tell based off of just an email, but I, 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 I think also like you having debt doesn't mean that you like can't experience it like any joy and pleasure in your yeah. life. Like, <laughs> but as for being allowed to talk to him about it, I think you're in a like long term relationship with someone, and if you're really concerned about their well being and, and think that there's something going on with them, then you are in you're in bounds talking to them about it. Like you can say you you tell me that you want to lead this like very disciplined, motivated life, and yet you are doing something that contradicts the things that you tell me. Um, See, I I'd, I'd be really weaselly about it when I bring it up. I'd be sort of like, hey babe. Hey, and like, it's, I might be being crazy. I might, I'm probably crazy. <laughs> I'm probably crazy for saying this. I know, in fact, I'm crazy for saying this. But, and don't, and listen, I'm being crazy right now. So here's the thing. And it's just probably me being crazy. But do you think you smoke weed too much? <laughs> ah, I'm being crazy, I'm being you know? Crazy. And that's, and I would hedge it so much that there's just no way he could, in fact, he'd feel so bad for you. He'd have to admit that he is. Yeah, I think like I mean what I said definitely is like too like it's too much of an accusation, but I do think there's a world where you talk about like your goals in your life and your goals as a couple and like all that kind of stuff. Like I think there's a way to talk about your boyfriend's consumption without making him feel like he's on trial or being judged. Um mm-hmm. but it but it also does sound like you're judging him. So it it's going to like that's something to consider is like is the problem actually the weed? And if the problem is the weed, then talk about that. But if it's something else, then figure out what that something else is. Like, is it that you're disappointed that he's he said he wanted to do something and he's not doing it or whatever? You know? Yeah. And I think but I think part of this is I think she really did believe that he this would this is was a problem. This has always been a problem for her. And she really believed that it would go away mm-hmm. eventually. And it just hasn't. And I think that's part of it is I think she just thought this was not something she'd still be dealing with at this point in the relationship. And I got to tell you, I, I don't know a lot of stoners that 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 quit. I don't. I, like, def- without- I definitely do. Like, I know people who have sort of like aged. But it's not even like aged out of it. But they 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 I do have friends that were like like smoky smoky every day and then we're like oh i'm really kind of not doing anything right with my time and i and i don't like that i don't like the person i am when i'm doing <clears throat> that every day like they were not quote unquote like functional um right. i mean i made that decision for myself i the the, the first three months of the pandemic i was probably smoking every day and yeah. then you know it only t- it only took that long for me to grow out of it but he you know that's the other that's the other shitty thing about this is like the pandemic of it all is like, can you are you really going to ask your boyfriend to stop smoking weed every day during the pandemic? So hard. So rough. Yes, completely. I I feel like have we like given advice? On this no, I mean, I gave her a pretty concrete script. Yes. So if you just print that out and just pretend that you're like looking at your phone, but just read what Joel has said. Um I, that should be able to that should solve the problem for you. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think if you want to have the conversation and you want him not to be defensive about it, you really need to humiliate yourself in <laughs> yes. a big way. <laughs> Lay bare so that so that you may protect his ego. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I would I would make it about so I would not like because right now it just seems like you you don't like the fact that he smokes every day and that he spends money on weed, which is, I guess, fair. But I, I would I you got to bring, I think, like something more concrete to the table of like you were said you were going to do X thing. And do you think weed has something to do with you not achieving X thing? Because otherwise it's like you are you are just nagging. Well, that's why I think I'm like which what is the actual problem? Is the problem the money? Is the problem him not achieving his goals or is the problem that he's smoking every day? Like I I think it's really like yeah. isolating it because if 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 someone came up to me and was like, "Hey, so do you think that like you smoking every day is the reason like none of your goals are coming true and you haven't paid off your debt?" <laughs> I'd be like, oh. <laughs> "Uh, I don't know. I think maybe I'll just like lay down and die instead of answer that question." <laughs> so, I I think like 
really thinking like isolating and and maybe it is all three things and then you really have a problem with your boyfriend i think if yeah. it's like all of those things are really bothering you then that's like kind of a big deal but if it if it's something smaller or like i, I don't know it's a, it's it's a big lifestyle thing it could be also that like you are growing in different ways like this is yeah. i feel like this is a, you're like you're 30 you're he's in his 20s like it's a time when you grow and change a lot and maybe you have grown and changed in different ways in your 30 and in your three years together. I don't know, but just something we're thinking about. Oh yeah. He's only 26. Yeah. So So, I don't know, like he might not be in a place where he cares about like paying off his debt or like achieving his goals in this moment. Maybe he's like, I'm 26. I want to like fuck around and smoke pot every day and jack off and hang out with my cool girlfriend who is you, our caller. Definitely. And maybe, and, and possibly, Think about like if he says no, like what does that mean for your relationship? And I think thinking about that is helpful. Yeah. Um. Too of like if he doesn't want to stop, then what does that mean for your relationship? I don't think it's necessarily a a, a statement about how much he loves you, but I do think it's something to think about. Yeah, it might be a statement about like your compatibility in this moment or whatever. Uh. Or I don't know. You might be able to just like get over it until people get vaccinated and then, and then be like once we can go outside maybe try sobriety or whatever yeah. or maybe try weekends like i have yeah it's a beautiful thing or it maybe really try is. having a weed drink three times a year and then being trapped in your little mind prison like me <laughs> <laughs> sounds wonderful check it out um, all right let's move on yes. we have a call now let's listen to it Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel, love you both equally. Uh, for the record, I am a bisexual woman. Um, I'm going to try really hard to keep this under two minutes, but I've been trying to do this on a voice memo like for oh, well, 30 minutes just to try time. to cut it down. So I'm just going to try to bullet point the details. So we're at like 30 seconds. What I think is kind of ridiculous. Um, so my ex is getting married and he invited me to the wedding. Uh, our relationship is like we're good friends we dated a long time ago really short time there's no like hard feelings there there's no like lingering feelings there um i don't know his fiance super well because they live in a different part of the country he met her years later i don't think she wants me to go to the wedding um i know that she doesn't want him to pay for me to go to the wedding but he has offered to help me pay to like get across the country so that I can't say, oh, I can't afford to go. Um, also, we all, me, him, and her work in a niche industry kind of, and so it's kind of hard for me to even say, oh, I can't get off work because he literally knows and has worked for my boss before. Um, he even offered that I could stay in their guest room at their house, the wedding, like the the weekend of the wedding, um, so yeah, I don't know how to say, oh no, I just can't like, cause I can't blame work. I can't blame money. I don't want to hurt feelings. Like I want to stay friends with this person, but also I don't think I should go to this wedding. And also like, if I do go on my own dime, it's really going to fuck up my bank account. So sorry if I was too long. I love you both a lot. I'm yeah, please help. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> so niche industry is really speaking to me here. Mm-hmm. But I don't know in what direction to take that. Um, also, my best friend's wedding sort yeah. of vibes. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was my sister's wedding. I was like, oh, my sister's wedding, my sister's wedding. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, yeah. So best friend's wedding. Um, my niche friend's wedding. My niche friend's wedding. Perfect. (laughs) Killing it. (laughs) Um, Um, so so my niche friend's wedding, I think right off the bat, definitely don't pay your own way. Like I, I just think like listening to this, it, if you go, it sounds like there will be some sort of tension. So do not spend money to experience that. That is my first um, thought hearing that. Uh, don't fuck up your bank account. But I feel that um, 
If you go, also don't stay in their guest room. Um, is how I feel. It felt. Yeah, what is this guy's deal, man? Like this is so fucking weird. I, I guess I. It, it must be a very niche industry that you work in to be this close <laughs> post breakup. That he is so desperate for you to be at his wedding. In the and I, I have to assume it seems like it's coming up too. So it's a pandy wedding. I guess. And I guess, uh, what I'm very curious about is like, are there like going to be like four people at this wedding or something like that? Like I just feel like the weddings that I've gone to, there hasn't been that like whether one person is there or not like like (laughs) it's not that huge of a deal most of the time so i'm like yeah is it very small my first instinct was like just rsvp no and this guy will be too busy planning his wedding to even really notice that his ex-girlfriend can't come i just think like he definitely will notice he he will yeah i mean from the rest of the call now it's very clear that he will notice because he's made it uh, an issue and i think this is a classic case of you just got to come up with a good enough lie you just have to come up with a good enough lie because i don't think you go to this wedding i i don't I just think, yeah, I mean, it, his, it, I guess I'm also, I was wondering like how she knows that this person doesn't want her to go to the wedding. Like if it's just a feeling or what, I was curious about that. But I, I I mean, based on the boyfriend's behavior, I can understand why the, the soon to be wife would have like feelings of jealousy or confusion. Well, and this, I guess only works if the wedding is coming up soon, but (laughs) I think there is one huge out that mm. <laughs> every single person living in America and most parts of the world, in fact, can use to get out of flying across country to go to a wedding. And that is, I'm afraid of COVID. Or I I'm have a little COVID. baby. <laughs> yeah, you truly could. I'm, I was exposed to COVID and I can't go. Yeah. I mean, what a brilliant lie. Say you have COVID. <laughs> Say you have COVID, babe. It's the easiest thing in the world to say you have COVID. You know what you should do? Here's what you do. Have him get a refundable ticket because you go, I have a work thing maybe that weekend uh, or whatever, like a family, like I I might need to, I I might need to rebook the flight. So he books the flight, refundable, refundable flight and thinks that you're coming. And then you're like, I'll stay in the guest room (laughs) so you don't spend any money on a hotel. And then the week of the wedding, you go me have covid and then you can't go (laughs) yeah and then he won't lose money on the ticket won't resent you just is worried about you but then it might backfire because he might be so worried about you that he calls out the wedding he realizes he's in love with you he comes to take care of you and then he's so upset when he gets there and you don't have covid and he's so upset that you don't have covid (laughs) that he figures out a way for you to get covid COVID. and then you die (laughs) so that's the movie um, <laughs> sold. Coming straight to Quibi this fall. Oh my god! <laughs> Resurrect Quibi. It's a movie. It's it's an idea so crazy. It might just bring back Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> um, we laugh because it's so sad. Um, <laughs> and what do you what do you think about this? I just think that. If the wedding is going to be during COVID, you can say you're not comfortable flying during COVID and that's and then be done with it. I do think lying okay. about having COVID the week of is great. I don't know that there are many places to get refund that are like foolproof refundable plane tickets. Okay, but you could like reschedule the flight. I'm, here's the thing. I don't really care about the flight. What I care about is you not going to this wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just feels like it, it just sounds like you're going to maybe get in the way of one of the people getting married having a good time um yeah. which like is her problem like that is a her thing because like that or like that's a them thing that's their that's within their relationship you are not doing anything like you are the like the object of this person's sort of like weird gestures yeah but that's between them the the tension that they do or do not feel about that um but Wait, does this person have does this person have a boyfriend to throw under the bus? Um I don't think they specified. They did not specify. Um but it's But sounds maybe you make like, up a boyfriend to throw under the bus. And say he's not My boyfriend is going so to an jealous. Wedding. 
Ooh, that's fun. My boyfriend is so jealous, and I just can't. It's a really if if it's a if it's a new fake boyfriend, it's just too early for me to be going to my ex's wedding. Make up, yeah, make up a controlling boyfriend, and then have him get COVID. (laughs) (laughs) And then he dies. The funeral is the same day as the wedding. Rest in peace, fake boyfriend. And fake disease, am I right? So true. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Okay, well, I think it just doesn't sound fun. Also, if it's during COVID, whatever we're doing during COVID, like if you're going to go to a COVID wedding, it had better be such a fun wedding. Like (laughs) that's, I'm like, if whatever group thing, if you're like, I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to go be around people, it should be awesome. Yeah, it really should. <laughs> uh, and and uh, honestly, the last resort piece of advice I would give is like, I think you can be real with him and say, hey, I don't think your fiance wants me to be at this wedding. And it's really no big deal. I want to support you, but I want her to, I, I care more about her having a better day. And like, please don't make this an issue with her. But like, I know I get I know what she's feeling about this. And like, trust me, you are making a mistake by pushing the issue of having me at the wedding. But the thing that scares me about that is I'm like, will that trigger a fight between them? Like, if it, yeah, but again, it's like you're not doing anything like it's not like like you being so gorgeous is all like from across the country. Like you Actually, it is your fault because you're so gorgeous. From gorgeous across the country. From across the country. Unforgettable ex gorgeous from across the country. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah <laughs> my dream <laughs> oh, she's so gorgeous from across the country it ruined my wedding <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to all of my high school boyfriends who got mar- engaged this year <laughs> you never know you might be too gorgeous from across the country those weddings haven't happened yet diagnosis too gorgeous, gorgeous from across from the country, across the country. <laughs> 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 and honey, it's terminal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, time to move on. We've helped no one so far. We've given no good advice. We're on a roll. Here's an email. I will read it. Okay, <clears throat> I've lost privileges. <laughs> Hi, Joel and Mitra. I am a 20-year-old bisexual woman, teehee, and I am in a two-month relationship <laughs> with a guy. We have dated before, but this time is different. It feels very good, and we are happy. The thing is, I also have feelings for another person, and these feelings might be stronger than what I feel about my boyfriend. This other guy and I, two years ago, hooked up for about a year. I had feelings for him, and he did too, but didn't want anything serious with me. Once he drunkenly told me he loved me, though, but he started dating someone, so we stopped hooking up. He is still with this girl. It's been almost two years with her, but I I still have feels and so several months ago before I started dating my boyfriend I told this other guy I have feelings for him he reciprocated but made it clear he was in love with his girlfriend but also made some comments about how the timing with us was never right but now I'm dating my boyfriend who I love but thinking about this other guy all the time is this fair to my BF what do I do eek love you both okay so we've got sort of like a double trouble situation mm-hmm. um <laughs> For some, um, a love um, triangle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, double, 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 triple, boiling bubble. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, I just, <laughs> I actually, Sorry. um, just, just some, something really bad just happened to me, so I can't say it again. We should probably just keep it moving. <laughs> uh, she says, eek a lot, teehee, eek. Um, 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 okay. <laughs> um, beauty and the eek. Great. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Was that really? I don't think this is better than yours, but we'll, I, oh, we, double, for the sake of time. Double trouble, boil, and bubble. <laughs> Wait, Double Trouble Boil and Bubble is better, actually. Okay, let's do it. Double Trouble Boil and Bubble. Because um, um, she, she's there's there's a witchy vibe here. She's a bisexual woman. Um, teehee. I'm yeah, a bisexual teehee. woman, teehee. <laughs> and you know, you know what my first instinct is here, right? My mm. first instinct is break up. Ah! 
because I always go there. Ah! Eek! Ah! Eek! Um, but the more I sit with this, the more I sit with this email, the more I sort of wonder, is it possible to, while Samantha was downtown, I was uptown <laughs> wondering, is it possible to love two people at the same time? Um, and I, I've, well, well, I've she's never holding been in... two two different Manolos in different colors, and then she and then she decides to buy both. <laughs> um, and I guess I've never been in love with one person, so um, I I don't know the answer to that question. What's glaring to me, reading this email, is like this guy has actually not really done anything to justify the the level of like, you can, you can like love who you love and crush on who you crush on, but this guy has not actually like made space for you in a Mm-mm. relationship way. The guy, like the, the guy that used to fuck for Feels a year. Like he's pretty much moved on. And he is in a relationship. He loves somebody else. You were fucking and you never dated. Like you had what you had with this guy. So you, ha- now you have something else and Maybe that something else is not a fit and or it's not enough or something. But whatever it is, the fixation with this guy, like this this guy that used to fuck has done like nothing for you. Yeah, it really does seal this is my read on the situation, is it feels like he is keeping he said that stuff to you about he, I he he still he has feels for you, but he's in love with his girlfriend. It sounds like he's keeping you on the back burner in case mm-hmm. something goes south in that relationship, and that feels a little bit like what you're doing to your current boyfriend. Like it feels like you are are just waiting for this other guy to be out of a relationship. Now you're only been in a relationship for two months with the current boyfriend, so mm-hmm. I think it's fair to see if the ratio changes and the balance is restored a little bit more and you fall deeper in love with your current boyfriend. Like if you had been in a year long relationship with your current boyfriend and you were still pining for this other guy, I'd say cut him loose. But I would like challenge our emailer to like really go consciously like all in, like really think about the things that you love about the person that you're dating, like plan fun things with this person. I think also like it's just harder to have the normal fun beginning of a relationship during the the pandemic just because like you can't go out on your dates and like it might feel like weirdly like incredibly comfortable and intimate right away because you're spending so much time like inside together or whatever. But I, all that sort of fun, like we're going, we're like, we're walking around the mall together for the first time. We're like, we're eating, we're eating Chinese food together for the first time. (laughs) All those like, but like those things are exciting. And it's like the beginning, the, the, like these, the, these different experiences. Um, but maybe create, like have, like make some fun experiences together and like really try and, really try i feel like if you like if you really love this person you owe it to them to actually be present and try yeah i I don't think it's unfair to him yet i think you will know when it becomes unfair to your current boyfriend i think it's totally fine to be to have residual feelings left over while you're developing new and deeper feelings with this boyfriend but if those new and deeper feelings never appear never sort of uh, rise to the surface and after a while you're still pining after this guy i think you got to cut him loose i i will say to echo mitra you were hooking up with this guy for about a year and he never wanted to date you and then he started dating this other girl that's i mean i do and i but i do think also like our our emailer is being unfair if if they continue contact with this other person who i think you really have to like cut yourself off for a while um with the person that you used to hook up with because it's gonna stay muddy no matter what like you have these weird sort of unresolved feelings but as long as this person is in a relationship with this other person you do you shouldn't like you should see maybe just try taking a break for like a month from contact with the guy that you used to fuck and maybe that will he will have less power over you then yeah because that's what it's about. It's about power. It's about power as like the power one gets from a witch's spell. Double trouble, boil and bubble. <laughs> and Tihi I hope you have an amazing day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. woman, Tihi. Tihi. Tihi, Tihi. So Mitra and I are going to go and Tihi for a minute by ourselves on a break. And then when we come back, we will finish out the app with our last two call and email. Teehee.
<laughs> All right, Dehe, we're back. Um, <laughs> and it is time to dive in to another phone call. Hi, Joel and Mitra. I'm Mitra and Joel. I hope you're both doing well. Um, my question is about reading um, and specifically like the shame that can be associated with reading or not reading. Um, so I like to read and I'm in the middle of a couple of books right now that I enjoy. Um, but for whatever reason, I have like a hard time actually doing the act of reading and it, it feels like a lot of like shame and guilt crops up regarding the act of reading or not reading um and so i'm curious if if anyone if you guys are any of the chefs um <laughs> feel this way too um <laughs> and i also wanted to know like um when i am reading i think this is a recent occurrence but um i like when i read something that i didn't know before it makes me feel bad and like upset at myself that I didn't know it, even though that's like actually insane. Um, so please let me know if this is something that I should just work out in therapy. Um, <laughs> or if you have any advice or you like know what I'm talking about or have experienced this before. Um, so yeah, I am bisexual. My pronouns are she, her, and I hope you have a great day. Okay, bye. <laughs> we don't even look for them. We really don't. No, I no, no. I I can't stress enough like every single caller email <laughs> is bisexual. <laughs> We're not only choosing. <laughs> um Okay, so she's reading J.K. Rowling. Um, Why did I think of that too? Like, the only know, author? We're damaged. We're damaged people. <laughs> That's so damaged bad. Damaged people. <laughs> um, librarian. Librarian. Oh. Librarian. Librarian. Okay. Wait, literally, who is another author? <laughs> um, I want to say Maggie. Gyllenhaal? Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> okay, this caller's name is Maggie Gyllenhaal, author. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it the, seem like Maggie Gyllenhaal was an author? Is an the author famed now? author. Doesn't she's she she's seem, like a children's she seems, book. She seems like somebody <laughs> who brings a book to award shows and is like waiting backstage to present and Katie Holmes is there and Katie's like, hey Maggie. And Maggie is reading a book and is like, hey, you know. Well, she's like, hey, sorry, so what? Sorry, almost under this page. Also, yeah. almost under this page. <laughs> oh, so rude. Maggie Gyllenhaal, author. So rude. What a bitch. Mag Ugh. God, I hate her for that. <laughs> but I, what she did to Katie was so fucking Yeah, up. I can't believe she did that to her. Who does she think? She thinks she's better than Katie Holmes? Both of them definitely smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay. okay, so I get, I, I fully relate to this i've had a terrible time trying to read in the pandemic it is um something has happened to me that has made my focus in, it is impossible it's probably impossible. like the global pandemic <laughs> yeah. you're not um, being crazy I, no i think like I, I i just think like every single person that i've talked to during the pandemic they're like bought my books like i'm gonna be reading during the pandemic <laughs> and what like one book like yeah <laughs> barely read one book I totally get it. Our also, this is obvious, but our phones have destroyed our brains. They've destroyed our focus. We are on our phones more than we have ever been on our phones or looking at our screens more than we've ever looked at our screens. Our it's destroyed. So of course it's hard to read. And we're all freaking out because we think we have COVID all the time, or we mm -hmm. do have COVID, or we're worried about other people we know having COVID. So it's I'm like not, I'm not that worried about it. I just want to put it on the record that I'm not that worried about it. Okay, pretty great. Cavalier. No, that's good. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, I will not speak for Joel. Joel, of course, is taking his life into his own hands every single day. <laughs> but, but yeah, also, it is. It is ruined. I will say, you're not crazy for having a tr hard time reading. You are crazy, absolutely, clinically insane for being mad at yourself for for learning. For learning. That's what you're mad at yourself for for learning. It's not you not knowing something. It is you learning. Yeah. 
<laughs> like the, it's I mean, you know, two sides of the coin. <laughs> yeah. But you are learning. That's what you've described is learning. So <laughs> congratulations, yeah. you are learning. So <laughs> maybe maybe think about it that way instead of instead of thinking about you reading something you didn't know before, just think about it as learning. But I do totally get that like uh, the the not like that exact sensation but the I used to read so much Same. and I feel so much guilt. I got a little bit better last year but I really really tried um and like that was I I got worse at a lot of other things but I I made a conscious effort. One thing that helped me um Goodreads is really fun and like makes it feel like more of a community. Like I don't I don't have a lot of I don't like talk to people about books on Goodreads, but I found out about new books on Goodreads and I love yeah. I love using it. it. Makes me more excited about reading. And I'll short say, story collections. Yes. Short stories is a is a good thing for lack of focus. I'll say the other thing is start listening to them. That's what I've done. Oh, yeah. I, I I find that it's been really hard for me to do just one thing. Like mm. I, I I'm constantly involved in like three things i'm listening to a podcast while i'm doing a crossword and that's like the only like if i'm sitting you know like i'm watching tv and i'm doing a crossword i'm jerking off and i'm doing a crossword you know like it is <laughs> that is my life i can't just do one thing so listening to books while you're folding laundry is great and i want to plug um an app that i really loved which is love which is um Libro.fm, which is um, it's better than Audible because here's what you can do is you can pick a local bookstore to support every time you buy a book on Libro.fm. Cool. And I really love their mission. And um, it's a good interface. They have most every book. You can also um, get books from audiobooks from the library, but it's a, a really great app. And then um, also there's another app called Autumn, A-U-D-M. Yes, and that, you told me about this. Yes, I, love I am Autumn. such an, uh, an evangelist for this app. And it basically like it'll take New York Times stories or Wired stories or Vanity Fair stories and um, puts them on tape for you to listen to, which is really, really helpful. And I get I, you know, I'll just put something on. I'll put a long read on before I while I'm falling asleep or something like that. Um, and it's really, um, you know, it's nice to go to bed feeling smart. I oh, see. and you know what? One more. I I love Autumn. Joel told me about it. I really love it. Um, one other thing that I feel like helped me read more last year was um not feeling like not freaking out too much about like reading the right kind of books or like yeah. reading like a trendy but like i i was reading like thrillers for the first time and it was so fun like stuff that i i think like sometimes gets a rep for being sort of like trashy or like silly lighter fare and it's like not everything can be like the deepest most soul quaking discovery of your life like sometimes yeah. you can just read a really like light book that you don't like I don't I didn't leave the experience of reading a dark dark wood by Ruth Ware feeling like oh my god like I my mind has been blown open but I had an amazing time reading it and I got more of her books because it was it was fun and I but I had never read anything like that before because I was like everything must be as enriching as possible and like I must squeeze out as much intelligence as I can from every page and yeah it just have fun it's supposed to be fun um and set easy goals for yourself like i try to read 15 minutes before i go to bed and that's it mm -hmm. that's it put yeah. your phone in another room read for 15 minutes and i i swear to god your sleep will be improved because of it staring at something that's not a screen for 15 minutes before you go to bed it's a delight all right good luck good luck maggie um Oh, yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. I was like, Mag, are we just saying this person's name? <laughs> of course, Maggie Gyllenhaal, author. author. Um, okay. okay. We have one more email left. Wow. Yeah. Whose turn is it to read? I guess I'll do it. Yeah, you do it. I don't know. Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra and Chelsea. Love y'all equally. Let's dive in. Go ahead and file this email under straight women who know they should break up with their boyfriends with a guilt-ridden twist. Ooh la la. My boy, Emily in Paris vibes. I said, ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's been reading. Fucking on one today. Sorry. <laughs> Literally talking faster than I have in my entire <laughs> life today. I love it. <laughs> My boyfriend and I have been together since early college, about six years with a short break in the middle if we're getting technical here. We've lived together for almost two years and it's safe to say the relationship has been mutually fizzing since the pandemic began, maybe before. Even with both of us working from home, we spent less and less time together with little effort put in between 
put in between beyond chit chat. There are other issues too, but that's beyond the meat and potatoes of it all. It has pretty much turned into a platonic roommate situation and I'm ready to end it. Here's that twist. He's been unemployed for several months, but it is is about to start a 60-day paid trial period at a a promising company next week. I want him to do well and secure the job, so I'm feeling guilty thinking of breaking up with him during this time, especially mid-pandemic. I want to move out. But that forces him to find a new place, too, since he can't afford the house on his own. I also don't feel like he would reach out to his family for help since he has never told them we live together. His choice, not mine. Most of the stuff in this house is mine or in my name. I can't help but feel like I would be leaving him high and dry in multiple ways. My question boils down to this. Should I lay low and stay longer in this relationship because I don't want to screw him over? Or should I do what's best for me, knowing it's going to give him even more to stress out about? All right. Um, okay, so okay. platonic roommate, um, platonic, um, <laughs> um, platonic blonde. <laughs> yes, <laughs> platonic blonde. <laughs> Joel on fire today. <laughs> Me, goo goo gaga. Joel on fire today. <laughs> Quick doesn't necessarily mean better. Um, so <laughs> in this case, it does. <laughs> I, I'm going to dive right into this one and say that in these situations, from experience I've had with friends who have been in similar situations where you're waiting for your partner's life to get better before you break up, guess what? You will always find an excuse. His life will never be improved enough that you will not feel guilty for breaking up with him. So you just mm-hmm. need to do it. Because I, I think it's like one sentence that sort of stuck out to me was like, should I lay low and stay longer in the relationship? It's like laying low in the re- like you're also laying low in your life by choosing to stay in the relationship. Like, I just don't think there's a a, a healthy, productive lay low situation. Like, yeah. I, I totally get why you would feel this way, but it's also going to feel miserable to be in a dying relationship for the 60 day trial period. So I don't know. I think he, a different way to think about it is just like, he has this really positive thing. He has this trial period after months of unemployment. So if anything, he'll have like a distracting thing to throw himself into while navigating the breakup, which will feel bad no matter what. Like yep. there's just no way to do it in a way where he feels okay. So, or, or like he feels like, Oh, thank you. That was actually perfect. I'm so glad. Exactly. You It'll never months. be good like, timing for him. It'll never be good timing for him. And you will find like, you will keep pushing this back. I guarantee you. I have had friends in this exact situation where they're like, well, I just need to wait for him to graduate grad school. Well, yeah. I just need to wait for him to find a good job. Well, I just, he found a job, but I just need to wait until he found, finds a job that he likes. And it's like, babe, got to do it now and do it fast because if you're waiting for the right time it's it'll never be the right time yeah and it and it and it needs to like it's your life too uh you're you've given it enough time um so i think the sooner the better And, and 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 here's the thing breakups especially in relationships of six years plus oftentimes they are not like we're broken up and suddenly we are moved out. It it is a process. Mm -hmm. Every time I've seen a relationship of like this magnitude dissolve, it is a process. It does not take like, especially when you're living together, like get that process started now is what I'm saying is because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to be just like an immediate disillusion of the relationship. It is going to take a lot of time for you to detangle yourself from this man's life and vice versa. Yeah. So go for it. Sorry, it's hard, but you will be glad that you have not waited months to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Really um sort of cut and dry from us. Cut today and dry, yeah. <laughs> on this lots one. Of, listen, lots of drama, but just an easy answer. An easy answer from all of us. I mean, you guys, we could be crazy. What's the crazy answer? She wants a crazy answer. And it's like, I guess um, Burn the take house down. <laughs> 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 then you don't have to worry about splitting up the stuff if you, bur- yeah. if you burn the house Actually, down. Actually, fully gone girl him. Okay. Okay. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Gone girl too. Um, he got a new job. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, great. Well, um, what a blast. I'm going to go yeah. to bed right now. <laughs> 627 p.m. Time, to f- time for bed. <laughs> Mitra is powering down as we speak. She spoke too many words today. <laughs> spoke too many words. My mood is always improved when we do this. I got to tell you, I came in here such a bitch. Such a <laughs> bitch. Just a bitch on a tear. And, to, and now I feel great. I love that. Me too. I'm going to watch... Um, Real Housewives of New Jersey season two reunion, season one okay. reunion. Okay, wow, you're in for a treat, and I can't wait for you to. Get, you have to text, start texting me. I can't wait for you to get to the season two reunion. It is iconic mm. reunion. Um, I just so, watched the, the table reunions flip are the best. Yesterday. The table flip is an iconic moment. I, um, I for years I've been hearing about the table flip, prostitution whore. Little did I know, prostitution whore and table flip are the same moment. Moment, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Prostitution yeah. whore, iconic. <laughs> Um, not saying anything new but i it was a joy (laughs) i am going to play spider-man after this on my playstation 5 which was sent to me as a gift can you believe that i know about it oh yeah wait how do you know about it because i told them to give it to you (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) wow mitra thank you so much they said that they got intel and that's amazing that you gave them the truly the only thing that i've wanted that i could not get myself is a playstation 5 i don't know how they got their hands on it but i actually it's scary to me whatever happened because i kid you not i pitch it and immediately they go we can do that. And I was like, but I saw that it's hard. <laughs> it's and they did it really fast. Possible. It's impossible. It's sold out everywhere. I almost spent a, an absorbent amount of money to get one off the black market. And so I don't know what they did to get it, but I'm so thankful. You really changed my life this week. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> Thank you. It is the best gift I've ever received. Hey, and I didn't buy sort it. of by proxy <laughs> is because of you. <laughs> Well, well, well. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and Joel, the greatest present is the wait. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest present is your presence. Couldn't do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Actually, the greatest present will be um, you slicing your golden grain in half and giving <laughs> half of it to me. I see stars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um. To another episode of Urgent Care. We love you. Please call in and email us and stuff. Yes. Um, rate and review. Uh, rate and review. Five stars. Five stars only. Um. Thank you so much, newcomer Chelsea. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> um. Thank you, uh, July. July. Thank you, everyone at Earwolf, and especially thank you to my princess. <laughs> <laughs> Mitra Johari. Thank you to my king, Joel. <laughs> Joel is daddy. <laughs> king Joel. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>